0: How's it going everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's episode, I'm not going to lie, we got a pretty great episode for you guys this week. We're going to be reviewing Black Adam, talking about some of the new Marvel trailers we got, and then some other cool superhero news that we got. So I think let's get started with our Black Adam review. Like always everybody, the first half of the podcast will be spoiler free for those who have not seen the movie and the second half of the podcast will have some spoilers, but I will be telling you guys when the spoilers are coming, so don't you worry. So without further ado, let's get to reviewing Black Adam. Black Adam was honestly pretty good, I'm not going to lie, and I really do think that DC is really starting to find their own rhythm without trying to be pinned as copying Marvel and even even Dwayne The Rock Johnson said it himself, they're not trying to copy Marvel. They got their own thing going on. And I, I highly respect that. And even, even Kevin Feige, oh my gosh, how can we forget? Like, what was it yesterday at the Wakanda Forever premiere? He said when he was addressing James Gunn and his new lead at DC that he's excited to see what they're cooking up over at DC. And I think this is a great thing that we're experiencing in the superhero community where they aren't going for each other's necks. They're not trying to be better than one another. They're just kind of coexisting like Coke and Pepsi, you know? But they're also on the sidelines rooting for each other, and that's outstanding. But back to Black Adam, once again, it was pretty good, and like I said, they're still trying to figure their rhythm out, and for a new origin movie, I think they did pretty great. The Rock exceeded my expectations for sure, and I'm assuming a lot of yours as well, because as we all know, The Rock tends to play The Rock in movies, but in this movie, he played Black Adam. I know a lot of us have been worried about comedy in superhero movies lately, so any of the comedy really came from him being 5,000 years old, and he doesn't understand how this new world works, and his social cues are off, and unfortunately, the Atom Smasher is in this movie, but we'll get to that in a second. But like I said, The Rock did great as Black Adam. You can really tell he had a lot of passion going into the story, and he really surprised me on how great he did. And honestly, I shouldn't be that surprised. He's been cast as this character since since before The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, so I'm, I'm really glad he put his all into this movie, because it really, it really shows. The story itself was pretty average, Uh, you know, once again, it's an origin story, so there's only so much you can do, especially with this anti-hero like Black Adam, but going off that anti-hero point, this is how you do an anti-hero movie, Sony needs to take notes, once again, if they keep wanting to make villains into anti-heroes, you know, you have your anti-hero Black Adam, then you have your villain, Sabak the Demon, and then your heroes, who contradict the killing and everything the anti-hero does, you know, you have the JSA. That is the whole problem with Sony's Venom movies, is that there is no contrast between anti-heroes and villains. Venom and Carnage both kill, okay? Spider-Man's supposed to be there to stop Venom from killing, making him an anti-hero. But he kills anyway. So it's... it's Whatever. We're, we're, st- we're gonna, Can I go one episode without talking about Spider-Man? Christ, we did this again. But back to the story, uh, it really just tries to establish all the characters inside the film. You know, this is our first time seeing Black Adam along with all the members of the JSA, you know, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. You know, Hawkman and Dr. Fate are pretty huge characters to establish in a movie with another huge DC character, so, you know, they're just trying to establish all the characters there, and they try to have everyone have a moment to shine, and I get that 100%. The villain, Sabak was unexpected. I honestly hadn't paid much attention to the movie as much as I should have, but uh, I had no idea he was even in the movie, but it was still pretty cool, uh, to see him in the movie, along with all the other characters like Hawkman, Doctor Fate, and Cyclone, uh, but Adam Smasher was the comic relief in this, and it it, it was it was a it was a mixture between Deadpool and Ant Man, and it wasn't good at all in my opinion. I, I think that was a huge mistake to put this kind of character in this type of movie. I know, like th- there's this huge thing going on around the superhero community of you know too much comedy in movies, and this this is pushing it right here. Like this this character was only meant for comic relief, and there was nothing you know, redeeming about the character whatsoever, in my opinion. They also had some pretty great action sequences in the movie, but overall, I think it was pretty average. Uh, you know, People were telling me that, th- that this was going to be the live-action Dragon Ball Z movie that we never got, and unfortunately, we still have not got the live-action Dragon Ball Z movie. And don't say Dragon Ball Evolution, please, for the love of Christ. But the CGI in the movie was pretty alright. I can't say it was great. Because during some action sequences, you could definitely tell it was CGI, but it wasn't inherently bad. It just looked like a really good video game cutscene. So it wasn't terrible, it just looked like a video game, but, I mean, take that as you will. Um, But I think that's all I can say for the spoiler-free portion of this review. So I guess for my official, unofficial, spoiler-free review of Black Adam, I am giving it a 6.5 out of 10. So the next portion of the podcast is the spoiler review of Black Adam, so if you are someone who has not seen Black Adam yet, and do not wish to get it spoiled, I would leave in three, two, one. You have been warned. I think my score still holds for the spoiler review, and it will unfortunately be short, because in all honesty, the movie was pretty average. I, it's, it's just a basic origin film, trying to establish characters, and you can't really... You can't bash DC for it because it's something that just has to happen. We have to see these characters. And, you know, we see this even in Marvel all the time, so you can't bash them for it. But I think the most spoiling that we can do in the spoiler review is the death of Dr. Fate and Superman returning. Let's talk about Dr. Fate's death first because what the heck was that, dude? Like, I did not like that one bit. You know, you have one of the coolest and even strongest characters in DC and you kill him off in his first appearance on screen? Like, I, I think that was a really stupid move, and I did not like that part whatsoever, and I know our good friend John, my good friend John Maste from NGS, has not seen Black Adam yet, and one of his favorite characters is Dr. Fate, so I know he's not kind of like that one bit either. And then we have the post credit scene, which I know a lot of people who only went to the movies for the reveal that Henry Cavill Superman is back. Now, I know we talked about how he isn't my favorite character, and I honestly think he's a little boring. But, you know, seeing the hype surrounding him, and seeing that Henry Cavill is excited to come back, and he's passionate about, you know, being back, and the fact that he is honestly perfect to play Superman, it makes me excited to see what the future holds for his Superman. And uh, I think it's a really great move of DC to do this, because, let's let's be honest, we have three Spider-Man movies. Three Iron Man movies, four Thor movies, three Captain America movies, four Avengers movies. We have characters who people have never heard of. Agatha Harkness getting her own show. Echo getting her own show. Moon Knight, She-Hulk. These characters who have who a lot of people have not seen before in Marvel and DC didn't even know if their Superman existed. You know, so I think it's it's definitely something that I think they needed to capitalize on, and this this was great that they did. But yeah, guys, I really did enjoy the movie. It was a very enjoyable movie to watch. But, you know, as I keep saying, you know, DC is still trying to find the rhythm. And although this is a step in the right direction, it wasn't the end result that we need. So for my official, unofficial spoiler review of Black Adam, I'm still giving it a 6.5 out of 10. But the podcast doesn't end there, everybody, because we got some great news. As I said before, James Gunn is taking lead in film, TV and the animation division in DC, along with Peter Safran, but isn't that's that's crazy, it's a four-year deal, and honestly, I'm kind of of rooting for him, James Gunn has given us some great superhero projects, you know, we have Guardians 1 and 2, we have the holiday special, which we'll talk about in a second as well, Uh, that looks pretty good, Uh, and then we have Guardians 3 that's coming out, and then we have, you know, the Suicide Squad, and Peacemaker, and can I be honest, he, he was on the writing team for Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. And I'm going to be honest with you. We need we need the gun cut of Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2. Those movies are great. We need the gun cut. And you got to love how Kevin Feige is still rooting for him. He said, you know, we have a lot of work to do still. But I'm excited for him. And I'll be first in line and I'm rooting for him. Which is, it's pretty great to see. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of creativeness in James Gunn directing. And uh, for him to be producing all this kind of stuff is, is fantastic. And I can't wait to see... What they start doing with these characters. Because there are a lot of characters in the, in the DC Universe that haven't been tapped into. And I would even love to see James Gunn do something with a darker character. Speaking of James Gunn. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special trailer got leaked online. And usually when that happens Marvel decides to delay it to punish us. But this time around they just are like eh have it who cares. Uh, I'm not sure if it was scheduled to release about that time. It didn't seem so because... We had just gotten the Ant-Man trailer so recent as well, but uh, I guess I guess if it was meant to be, it was meant to be. But if whoever leaked it works at Marvel, I, I I'd stop, please. I, I don't want you to be by you know any of those the the spies over there at Marvel Studios. You know, just keep your job. Like <laughs> it's it's not worth it. You already work in the coolest place ever. Don't 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 risk it again. But it looks really it looks really fun. Oh, uh, you know we obviously see Mantis and Drax going to get kevin bacon to try and cure starlet's depression over gamora uh it just looks really fun like there's it's a little bit different than the werewolf by night because in that movie we had established characters these characters have already been established so they're basically just having a like a holiday party (laughs) which is pretty cool uh yeah i mean it it looks really fun i can't wait for and like i said you know a million times after Werewolf by night I love these special presentations, and we're going to talk about why I love them even more after this, but yeah, it looks really fun, and I really can't wait for it. Let's talk about special presentations for a second, because who said in last podcast that they would love to see a Marvel special presentation about Silver Surfer and his origin? Who said that? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Matt or John, because they weren't on the last episode. It was me. I said that, and a few days later, what happened? What happened a few days later? I get this on Twitter rumor: Marvel Studios is reportedly developing Silver Surfer as a Disney Plus special presentation. Let's go, Marvel! Listen, I know you're listening. I know. Like, obviously, who else are you getting this information from? These ideas—they don't come free, all right? I'll sign a contract after college. I'll come straight to you guys, and you guys can have me, all right? This is this is this is how it is. Just hit my email. All right, just you know where to get it. You you probably have it already. Just hit me. Just hit me up. But in all seriousness, like that's awesome. I'm very excited they're stealing my ideas and not paying me for them. No. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really excited because this is the this is how I imagine Silver Surfer coming in. You know, he's not big enough for. I mean, his his origin isn't big enough for a movie, and I don't think it's long enough for a TV show. So I think a special presentation is perfect for him, and I'm I'm very excited they're developing this. This is this is great. Then we got the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, like, what, a day before the Guardians trailer, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, it looks pretty great. I mean, this is really to set up what's happening in the next coming Avengers movies and this whole new multiverse saga that was introduced. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, the the Kang design, you know, Jonathan Majors looks great. You know, the comic accurate design that we see in the trailer looks great. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. One thing that I think a lot of people agree with me on is I much rather preferred the young girl who played cassie lang from avengers endgame than the new recast like i'm sorry i I apologize i don't know their names off the top of my head but i don't know like i i I think the young girl in avengers endgame kind of looked a lot like paul rudd am am i am i mistaken or i don't know i feel like the new the new girl doesn't look as much like it could be ant man's daughter you know but i don't know that that's just my two cents to put in there but otherwise the movie looks great you know it's I feel like it's going to you know, step up the Ant-Man game for sure, and uh, I'm excited for it. What else can I say? Now, don't cry when I say this. I know it's going to be hard, too, but unfortunately, guys, that's all I have for you guys. We have to end the podcast a little bit early. Uh, you know, the superhero news has just been so dry lately, you know, so I can't really do so much for you guys, and I'm just I'm just waiting for Tom Holland and Jared Letter to walk out on a stage and you know, announced their Spider-Man Morbius trilogy together, and it's just, it hasn't been happening, and... <laughs> I can't go one episode. This episode had nothing to do with either of those characters. I cannot go an episode without talking about Spider-Man and or making a joke about Jared Leto's Morbius. Now, after this conversation, all right, let me tell you this. Our good friend John over at NGS and, you know, made multiple appearances on Hawksense, God love him. Um, he's having a Halloween party. Guess who I'm going as? <laughs> Dr. Michael Morbius himself. We will take pictures. Uh, but anyways, guys, it's unfortunate. Superhero news is so dry lately, but next episode will be my review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So get excited, everybody. We've been hearing some pretty good things. Um, so yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any questions about Red Hawk Media, maybe want to get involved, you can DM us at redhawk.media. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for listening.